Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, what the fuck is going on with you today? I... Are you having like a, like a mental breakdown? Or There's something going on. I feel like you've disassociated yourself from reality, and right now you're doing some kind of uh, astral projection. What, what's going on? All I could truly say at this point is that my face brain is, is definitely uh, electric banana. It's electric banana. Yeah. So you got like cottage cheese. Is this like, okay, do you feel like the the day after the LSD trip? Kind of, yeah. And I also felt like, like, oh, I've taken a bunch of Sudafed. And I've had this nervous energy all day. But it's like I took a bunch of Kratom. 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 Well, what is yeah. Kratom? It's like an Asian drug that you could, that's kind of technically uh Did you legal. go score this in Chinatown? No, you can order it. Oh, you on can the, buy it. You can order it on the internet. Silk Road or it's like, like a regular Indonesia place. Indonesia and shit. No, regular things. Okay, it's in the coffee family, but it's 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 pretty uh, psychoactive. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty psychoactive for something related to coffee. It's kind of it's it's a little bananas. So you're all hopped has, up on kratom. Yeah, it has it has opioid and stimulant like properties. How do you not, prepare this? Um, usually you could, you could take pills or you could just take, I've been feeling not well, so I got a bunch of it and I just got a bunch of powder and I pour it into so a cup just and I make it? the tea. I make the tea. Oh, okay. I was, I was tastes, thinking with you, you'd yeah, be mainlining it. tastes it. like garbage. Well, believe me, I would if I could. <laughs> Harrison's um, one of the only people I've ever met that's like, why snort cocaine when you could just shoot it? It makes no, it's, it makes no sense to me. Shooting, yeah. who shoots cocaine? Uh, I don't know anyone that shoots cocaine. People that like a little thing called awesome fun. That's what people. <laughs> that's the people we're talking about here. Am I right? Anyway, yeah. So you're you're all hopped up on the kratom. No, you it's make like a tea. it's like it's like an angel jizzing ice water into your brain. That's what it feels like when you shoot cocaine. Oh, okay. Well, we're yeah. not kratom. This is yeah, we're no, talking about cocaine. Cr- <laughs> yeah, but with the okay. So, what is the difference between, I guess, the exhilaration yeah. you feel from shooting cocaine versus yeah. like that first hit of crack? Is it similar? Uh, it's kind of similar. Um, the, the, the shooting is more of a rush. Crack is kind of like a peaty. It's almost like you know shooting a little bit of cocaine while drinking a nice peaty glass of scotch. You know, has it's a little gamey. Wait, like, wait, crack is like this uh, like refined Englishman, you know, Scottishman yes. drinking your scotch. Yeah. So it's like the bourgeois. 
yeah. um, form of coke. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. When your sommelier is a hobo, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe that's what you experienced when you had that crack delusion. Because mm-hmm. really, um, you're probably in like a dumpster or something. Like sometimes you just you just want to find the perfect crack to go along with certain activities. Like say, riding the rails and getting gang raped by a, by a gang of hobos, you know. Or breaking into a car and stealing cassette tapes. Right, exactly. It's a good way and good, good, good time to use crack. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so no, I, I did that, and then I felt all crazy. I was all cuckoo bananas, and I'm taking all these nootropics and vitamin supplements. And wait, so and, slow down. Nootropics. What's that? Nootropics are like they're kind of somewhere in between, like stuff you get at vitamin store and stuff you get order online because it's kind of weird now is this like technically caffeine is a nootropic but there's like there's like hordenine and there's phenylethylamine and there and these are things like it got popularized by uh, nerds in silicon valley who take it so they can program and do weird shit so what is it just like like caffeine or like ephedrine or something they they have different effects some of them are calming effects some of them with this some of them that some of them are mind uh you know enhancing so is this something that uh, your doctors and your rehab were telling you to do, or is this something you're self-medicating? I'm self-medicating. You're self-medicating yeah. because you've like read there's, about it there's online. There's one that I take that's um, uh, DL, Amyl, uh, something. And it's uh, basically supposed to re... You know how you, when you get a um, tolerance to coffee and it starts to not affect you as much? Yeah, I've never because had you blow coffee. out you blow out your adrenaline receptors. Well, how much do you drink? How much you, coffee so, do you need to drink? To have well, that sometimes happen? you do things like speed, and you blow out your adrenaline receptor. It resets it. Oh, okay, them. all right. Yeah, it resets so like, them. It's where, where did you read yeah. about all this? Phenylparacetam. Like Phenylparacetam. Yeah, that's that, that's one. what it, that's a, that's for brain function, proving brain function. Is this stuff? Um, I, I feel like all this stuff is like a placebo. Like you think it's actually doing something. Sometimes you stack it right. And you stack it in a certain way. Like what you do is you take your hordenine and then you wait about <laughs> 22 minutes and then you take your phenylethylamine and then you get it. You get a boost. Let me tell you, you get a boost. I wonder if you sound like Timothy Leary. I took a bunch of Xanax too today because I, I felt crazy and I was walking around in a shoe store. I don't you know, and I'm not on Dude, drugs. Dude, I think you're scaring, you are scaring the listeners. They're just like, is, oh my God, I'm having flashbacks to yeah. earlier this year. And I feel all paranoid because my people are going to think I'm on actual drugs, but I'm just on weird internet nonsense, you know? So none of it's these annoying, drugs... because I have to, Everyone ex- suspects me of being on real drugs. These drugs the aren't narcotics. Which is only some of the time true. So these drugs aren't narcotics. No, no, no. They're legal. They're they're legal, but yeah, they're yeah. not. But they're not opiates, I guess either. No, so they're no. okay. They're, none of these no. are illegal drugs. None yeah. of these are opiates. Yeah, and kratom th- is loosely related. It affects some of the same receptors. You know. Okay, but yeah. you can legally obtain it. Yeah. So I guess in that case, you're not going and like yeah. calling up. There's you know, a whole like subreddit, some sketchy dealer, Nootropics subreddit. You know, everybody's Nootropics. Yeah, Nootropics. I'm gonna have to check this out. That's yeah, never heard of. So do you mix the kratom and the Nootropics and everything in like one big pitcher of kool-aid and just drink it all at once no 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 um usually i try to do it with pills because it's easier than having Mm. to to, i just consume like 10 grams of powder that tastes like you know uh like the ashes from your grandmother's dead grandmother's asshole you know you do kind of sound like my dead grandmother like oh i have to take my 
Yeah, well, butrin, two pills a day, and then I take my Lorax and my <laughs> Lorax, <laughs> whatever. What? I don't remember what she was on. A lot what? of Dr. Seuss. I do have one of those Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Do you have one of those yeah, with yeah. all your nootropics in it? My nootropics, my psych meds, um, my uh, hair loss medication. Jesus my- Christ, dude. Don't you think all of this medication... You know, t- taking my, um, it in in conjunction with each other is going to have like deleterious effects. Like, don't you think it's going to there's going to be some harm out of this? My wolf's bane, my ghoul repellent. Uh, <laughs> is there going to be? I don't know. All the shit I've done, like this stuff, just seems like you know. Yeah, but I mean, you're supposed to mix kratom with Propecia and fucking Cialis or whatever the fuck else you're on. <laughs> I mean, you're not really you're not really supposed to do anything in this world. You know, hmm. we did it. God gave us the will and and the light to to do these things, and He wouldn't have done it if if we weren't supposed to. Does it uh, help you out with the diabetes? Um, it might give me diabetes. <laughs> give I'm, you the I'm diabetes. hoping it won't. You know, I'm really hoping that won't be the case. So, folks, it helps me treat the diabetes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's well. Though you know, you better be careful with that crap. Yeah, because you're, you're taking this Indonesian drug. What happens if you keep taking it? The DEA was going to ban it, and then they kind of did, but they didn't. At the same yeah, but what I'm saying is, yeah. like, what if you keep taking it, like, yeah. a, you know, like a multiple yeah. times a day for like yeah. a week, and now you start thinking you're an Asian person? Oh, it could happen. You might be transracial. Yeah, transracial. Yeah, transracial. See, this is a thing I've predicted. Well, it's going to be a very strange thing. So it's going to yeah. change the, I guess, the dynamic on the show if you come on thinking you're Asian, right? And I'm, you know, the same tattooed Jew I've always been. Right. I think it would just be kind of weird if, because I, I, I would have, I would have a hard time believing you're Asian looking at you. I don't think I. Well, yeah, right. Because I'm because you um, don't look very Asian. No, I'm a big white guy. You know? You're a tall, yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of a tall, goofy looking white guy. I could imagine being like, you know, you do not look like a slender Asian man. I feel like, although sometimes I wear Uniqlo jeans. I don't know how the fuck they fit me, but is that an Asian thing? Yeah, it's like a Jap. It's like Japanese version of the Gap. Hmm. You you never been to a fucking Jesus? I I, I don't think I don't don't even know what that is. Are they skinny jeans? They're cheap. Uh, They're not skinny jeans, but they're kind of tailored for Asian folks. Well, you know that's the one thing I've noticed. uh, Like I can, I'm kind of the same size as a lot of Asian guys. You are. So yeah. I can usually shop and at, at you know at like an H and M. H and M like has like they're always out of like small and extra small shirts because it's like those are like the Asian guy sizes. Right. So I, I'm kind of like I, I can understand that I probably would like those jeans, you but they have to be skinny. Yeah, that's all I wear. Um, Is that true? Skinny jeans. You wear skinny jeans. They're not that skinny. <laughs> I don't like big like you know like. Uh, you know, dad jeans, I'm not into that. Okay. Loose fitting, like 501s or something. I wear regulars. That's Just what I wear. regulars? Regulars, yeah. What, what is that? Is that, is, that a stu- is that like 501 regular? Yeah, is that 501 like a- regular, yeah. I or 505. I think it's 505. I forget what the fuck five is, you know? I forget that. I don't know what tenor. area code it is. I have small legs. If, okay. if I had like big legs, it would, I would look like I was going to a rave or something. Because the slim fit, it's all like low hanging, you know? It's like, like Drop low, crotch. low rise, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not into that either. It's like covers half my pubes. I used to wear a lot. Like, the, the jeans I used to wear used to be really skinny to the point where it like almost would cut off circulation. I right. stopped that. Okay. Now it's like, uh, I got Jeez a little bit me. of bad. <laughs> I might get slim jeans now, probably. Okay. I'm getting older, you know? Yeah. My midsection's expanding. 
You know, I, I can't fit into those same those drain pipes I used to wear. Anyway, back to the Asians. Uh, you read a lot of manga. Uh, I don't read a lot of manga, but I read it. You own okay. You download a lot of hentai. If, if, if I and 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 again, let me just say, I object to the idea of somebody identifying as a certain race. You know, because it's 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 I don't. Whatever, we'll get into that. But uh, if I did suddenly be like, oh, I identify as an Asian man, I don't actually think I'd be that different. I think I'd be pretty much the same person. But but you as a, would you change your name? Except maybe I'd be like, you know, yell at my mom for not make forcing me to play the violin when I was nine or something. You would know? you change your name from Harrison to like Hayachi or something? Yes, Hayachi. <laughs> The guy from Tekken. Tamagotchi. <laughs> I am now known as... Hayuchin! I am Hitachi, the magic wand. Yeah. It's like, okay, Hitachi. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring up transracial is it's been in the news lately. Uh, did you come across that article about... Uh, well, yeah, you did. You sent it to me. Uh, the transracial man who was yeah. born white but feels yeah. like he's Filipino. The weird thing about that guy, he looks like that, like possible rotundo guy that used to hang around at the Rite Aid on Western and Franklin. He was really, he dressed like Beavis and Butthead and he was oh, really fat. I used fat. to see that guy, he yeah. He had a skateboard and he was like, Iggy Pop wanted to fuck me in the 80s. <laughs> He'd tell me like weird shit. And I just, I, how like, old is that guy? You can't really tell because in rotundo years, he could be like rotundo years, hmm. kind of like dog years, like seven yeah. years to regular human year. Yeah. And he also dresses like a fucking impoverished eight year old. So it's, it really throws you off. Yeah, yeah, he lived right around the corner. He in lived that, in like, that halfway uh, house. That halfway home, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I always wonder what... But the guy had long hair, right? He did, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of creepy looking. Oof. Also kind of pasty. Yeah, looked like yeah. this guy in this yeah, th story. This guy does look kind of... Mm. Yeah, he's kind of like sort of chubby with kind of long white hair. Mm. I wonder what this guy's He looks unfortunate. Like. That's how I describe <laughs> Well, that was my physical description of him is unfortunate well the funny thing about this guy yeah. and I couldn't imagine being related to him because mm. I, I would have to be like dude what is what is wrong with you mm. you've been smoking too much kratom um, he was born a white male named Adam Wheeler in mm. Tampa Florida yeah but now he changed himself or he changed his name to Jadu, J-A-D-U Jadu Jadu and he now considers himself to be Filipino yeah so he's Filipino, his name's Jadu, mm. no longer Adam Wheeler, yet he's mm. still a fat white guy with long blonde hair. Right. Um, my favorite thing about this article is it says that the, mm. the reporter goes out to meet him at a coffee shop, and he drives up in a purple vehicle, which is called a tuk-tuk. You know, those, like, those vehicles they drive in like Bangkok and Thailand, those little things. It's like... A Vespa or something? No, it's like a little... I don't know, it's got like three wheels and they can yeah. drive it. And usually they tow, they tow people behind it. But I've never seen this. You know, they don't have them here. But like a lot of the taxis in Thailand... They, Does they it have a compartment these... for your goat? Yeah. Well, okay. There's like, yeah. Okay. Or okay. you can have a fat American tourist in the right. back that I you have see. to like tow yeah. around. And he lives in Florida. He's this guy a... lives in Tampa and yeah. he's cruising around in a... Tuk tuk. Where do you even get tuk -tuk, that? Tuk tuk, or how do you even get it? it? I, you know, I don't yeah. know. A purple one. Yeah. And he calls himself Jadu. Okay. But the, the thing that, that bothers me, and I guess we're going to get into more detail here, but is that how it works? Do you just decide one day, like, hey, I'm a black guy now. My new name is Kalumda. Like, is it, and then, like, call me Kalumda. Yeah, I, I think that's what things are going to be. 
Wasn't that Lamont's name? Sanford's <laughs> son. Remember, he started wearing that like yeah, dashiki. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, "I'm yeah. Kalumda," and like Fred's like, "I ain't calling yeah. you Kalumda." Because <laughs> it's like I feel like people are just kind of getting the message with the with you know transgender and like this is you know people are born and they you know identify as a woman from birth and it fucks up with their identity and forming an identity and all that shit and it's like they want to be a woman and they want to be referred to as a woman and it's like sure yeah but i, I think you that know cool though... there there are some and this is a word i've learned there are some intersectionality aspects of that that that, that with um, the gender identity disorder yeah 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 that, that bring up like a caitlin jenner being called woman of the year even mm. though she, you know, she was a man, she was a famous athlete. She didn't compete in the women's category. There's a lot of weird shit that I'm not going to get into because I don't want to, you know, mm. I don't want to be burned alive. But don't anyone. open that Pandora's yeah, box. Yeah. But, you know, sure. What, what, why not? Let people do what they want to do. You know, let, let, like, it's no skin well, off I can kind of understand that, but I just don't find any legitimacy to this. There's no legitimacy. Whereas I feel like someone who's, who identifies as like being transgender, yeah. I do kind of feel that's legitimate. I, I mean, feel it, like this is a thing they're going to ask people to be okay with. And I'm not okay with it because like, because yeah, 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 this little, this fat weirdo can be like, yeah, I'm Filipino, sure. And D will be like, well, what? How? I remember you had a hard time wrapping your brain around why people in the Philippines have Spanish last names, even though they're Asian. Well, yeah, they're they're they're, they're kind Spain of like Mexicans without colonized any rhythm. It. Isn't that what uh, David Tell said? What did he say? <laughs> they're Mexicans without any rhythm. I have never heard that, but um, I didn't sure. make that up. David okay. Tell said right. that. So right. okay, social justice people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know enough about the philippines to know about if they have rhythm or not but no i was surprised but, about that because i'm like why, yeah. why are these asian people with the last name yeah. of sanchez this makes yeah. no sense to me why are there fucking aztecs with with spanish last names you know what i mean it's the same reason well, they, because they're spain, in spain like, but the aztecs live in mexico spain had a fucking fleet and they traveled the world and they colonized right. yeah, places. That, no that makes sense i mean it makes sense but it's i mean like, it, but at the time i was just like shouldn't they have like you know philip what, what do they speak there Ta Tagalog, right? They speak Tagalog. So you'd think they would have a, a name that was similar to their language, but instead it's like, nah, my last name's Sanchez, um, Rodrigo Sanchez, but I'm Filipino, I look Asian, and I speak Tagalog, I don't speak Spanish. Right. So to me, it just seems like it's just kind of weird. It's just it's like out of place. It makes sense, because I know the Spanish colonized Right. Them. Yeah, but yeah, it's just weird. Okay, difficult to wrap your head around. No, but it's with not. this, it really isn't. Okay, but, well, okay. I mean, in terms yeah. of being common, right. I can understand okay. that. Yeah, but if I were them, I would be like, you know what? Mm. Fuck the Spanish. Yeah, fuck the Spaniards. I don't want to even keep their name because they came over here and enslaved our people. I'd rather go back and have like more of a whatever Filipino sounding name. Okay, if I were a Filipino, but I'm not. <laughs> because I'm not transracial. Yeah. But what I, what I find with this, though, it's like, so, okay, if we say, like, okay, being transracial, that's fine. So what happens if, like, we end up being, like, I'm crypto-racial? Like, now I'm going to say I'm, like, a, like a fucking, uh, you know, unicorn or something. Yeah, I'm like war. I'm Worf from Star Trek. Well, this is the thing. I'm a chupacabra. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it makes no sense. Like, when, when do you stop? Well... It does stop somewhere. Draw a line. It, you, I you know, I mean, the stupid like, where does it end if people, you know, gay people get married and then soon we'll be marrying toaster ovens to ducks and whatever. You know, like, I don't think that's 
that, that's a valid argument. That what I what, my problem with this is that um, it's like okay, you, you you know you're a weirdo. You want to say you're Philippine Filipino, even though you're uh, you know you're a white guy. Fine, but like if a black guy you know gets pulled over by the police and he's like, oh no, it's okay, officer. I identify as a white man. They're not gonna give a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's not gonna like they're not gonna well, be able if you to look do like that. Obama. It doesn't matter. You, you can't. You, no, you well, know that's what I mean? the thing because this is imaginary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That's the problem I have with this guy too mm. is he has no real cultural attachment to the Philippines other yeah. than watching the History Channel, right? And being like, I like the way they dress. He's never been, and there. I like their music. He's never been there. No. Yeah. So I mean, is it a past life thing? Well, what? I, okay, that might make more sense. Yeah. But but if this guy, like you know, he was his mother is Filipino and he mm. spent like a lot of time there with his grandmother and knew their customs and all that. I could be like, all right, dude. Okay. You well, can... then he would be fucking Filipino. Well, so. I mean, if he, but he was born here and he, right. and he's white. Right. I could be like, okay, um, that mm. makes a little more sense. But just being like, I'm a fat dumbass that sits in, that's from Florida that watches TV and be like, I like the way they dress and their food's pretty good. Mm. I'm Filipino now. This is the shape of things to come. You know what I mean? Like, remember Rachel Dolezal? Yeah, she's now that is a prime example. She was a white a white uh, woman who passed as black and actually you know ran a sector of the NAACP. In her defense, you know? she did have like very curly hair and kind she of did. like sort of a light complexion. She she could yeah. have passed as a black person with a light like a light complexion, right? So I mean, that, in, in a sense, I could kind of see that with but her. She was or, reviled like, mixed race or something. When this happened, she was she was reviled. I feel like in fifty years they'll have statues of her as like a pioneer, as like a hero. You know, you she know? was the president of the Spokane, Washington chapter of the NAACP. I know, I know, which is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like they, don't, don't they check that out? Like, don't they kind of be like, wait a second, are you really? Bored? No, I don't think they check that out because it, it, that's like weird Nazi Germany stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I would, out, like, I would kind of want to be like, okay, give well, me your papers. Where but, are your papers? Yeah, but if I'm like, if you're going to be a president of our organization, I kind of want to make, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt that you're actually African American, because right. looking at you, you could be a number of races. Yeah, I would probably want to be like, oh, okay, yeah, well, you're, what's, what's your parents' name? Is your, you know, like, is your dad's name Clarence? Okay, that makes sense. Mm. Um, or Fred? Did he live in a junkyard? And watch. <laughs> I, would, I would just, you know, I would yeah. tactfully try to get that information. Okay. You know, right. I'm not, I'm, I can be tactful at times. Yeah, you sound it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. getting back to yeah. Jadu. Is anyone in your family named Jefferson? <laughs> <laughs> Do you live in a deluxe apartment yeah. in the sky or have you at any one time? Yeah. Um, so Jadu here. Is a is part of a small but growing community of people who consider themselves delusional. I mean, transracial. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it refers to someone born one race but identifying with another. Um, Jadu says he grew up enjoying Filipino food. Uh, he says whenever I'm around the music, around the food, I feel like I'm in my own skin. Um, he said he'd watch the History Channel for hours, and uh, nothing more intrigued me. Than, uh, than Filipino culture. Look, if that were true, everybody's fucking dad would think they were Hitler because of all the fucking History Channel yep, they watch. The History you know? Channel, like uh, World yeah. War II docs yeah. or something. Come on. You know? Um, that, th but this, to me, this is like, 
Yeah, sure. I like egg rolls a lot, so yeah. I think I might be Chinese. Right. Or I remember when I was a kid in the 80s, I wanted to be a ninja. I used to watch a lot of ninja movies. So, yeah, I'm Japanese now. Yeah. You know, it's like, th- th- this doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can't have a cultural connection with something if it's just through your television set. Yeah. You know, if this guy had lived there for a while and or moved there or something or had some other kind of connection, I think I'd have you know, less of a heart. I'd be less skeptical about this. Yeah. You know, so anyway, Dolezal, though, is a, is a prime example. I mean, she was born white, but identified as black. Um, and when she she was on Dr. Phil, the whole transracial thing became much more widely known. Hmm. And now it's like a term that people are kind of throwing around. But still, whether it's a real whether it's like right. a real condition or not. Right. That's kind of up in the air. So they, they in this article here, they're talking to a Dr. Stacy Schechner, a licensed psychologist. She says that uh, if someone feels that they feel at home with a certain religion, a certain race, a certain culture, I think that if that's who they really feel inside life, or if if that's who they really feel inside, life is about finding who you are. Hmm. So the more knowledge you have of yourself, the happier you can be. As long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, I don't see a problem with that. I do, though. I kind of feel this is like body dysmorphia. Like Like you have a problem with who you are. It's tricky, though. You know what I mean? Because it's like the transgender thing. Well, see, that I can kind of understand. But I, I, think I understand that's more that, biological, too. But people, people can conflate the two. And I feel like transracial is where you should draw the line. That's where you should draw the line. You know? I, I, I agree. But I mean, that's mm-hmm. when they say you feel at home with a certain religion, it's like, okay, I, I'm a huge fan of Seinfeld. I think I'm going to be Jewish now. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. Right. You got to actually go and, you know, like learn the Jewish dance and go to the dip in the rainwater bathtub thing and get blessed by the, the rabbi and give him a hand job and all that. There's a lot of things you have to do to become a Jew. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just say like, Oh, I feel like being a Jew because I like their food and, and their sense of humor. Hmm. You know, it doesn't work like that. Whereas this is like this psychologist is kind of saying that. She's, what did she say again? She said that it- she says if someone feels if someone feels that they feel at home with yeah. a certain religion, a certain race, or a certain culture, then just do it. Yeah. Then that's that makes you feel better. Then and you're not hurting anyone else. Just go ahead and identify with that religion, race, or culture. I guess the issue is: Will you try to make us take it seriously? That's my question. Well, you know? that, that is that's interesting because Jadu yeah hasn't told his family yet huh. about that he's Filipino. Because yeah. he, he believes they'll laugh at the notion of changing your ethnicity. Yeah. Um, and the public is very critical of Dolezal, so they might be for him as well. So he's, he's very hesitant yeah. to come out as Filipino. Yeah. I think Jadu <laughs> should wait till Thursday and at the Thanksgiving yeah. table be yeah. like, I'm not eating this turkey. This is horse yeah. shit. Yeah. Where's my blood soup? Because I'm Filipino. Yeah. And they, then see they what drink they say. blood soup? Yeah, it's like a delicacy okay. there for. I hope his, I hope I hope he has a really curmudgeonly acerbic father, because <laughs> he'd be like, "Dad, I want to tell you I identify as Filipino." He's like, "That's funny. I always thought you were an idiot." You know, <laughs> Archie Bunker or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, because here's the thing. You know what I mean? When I was in um, high school, I had a, a heroin dealer. And he was a friend of mine. Sometimes he was a dealer. Sometimes I bought my heroin through him. And uh, he called himself Punk Rock Mike. And he wanted other people to call him Punk Rock Mike. And I was like, I would honestly rather cut off one of my thumbs 
well, then good, call because you, you can't give Mike. yourself a nickname. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You and can't I, just proclaim that you have a nickname now. I feel now. like that's what this is. I feel like it is. I think it's. Yeah. A, I think this is. A, that's a good analogy. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like you're like all of a sudden announcing, "Hey, my name's Jadu." Yeah. And I'm Filipino, and you need to respect that. Like, could you imagine? He's like, "Hey, um, if the dad's just looking at me, like Adam, would you pass some mashed potatoes?" He's like, "Dad, it's Jadu." Right. <laughs> like, I wonder what his dad would say. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine my, I remember I used to say to my dad, I was just like, your dad, what would you do if I became uh, Harry Krishna? And he's just like, don't be ridiculous. You're not going to be Harry Krishna. I was like, okay, what if I became Muslim? He's like, you're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like super serious. As soon yeah. as you said Muslim, it's just like, no. It's like, okay, he's going to lay down the law at that. But I mean, it, yeah, but that's the same thing. It's Which just is like, funny because it's basically the same fucking religion. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but that's the thing. It's like I just feel like it's not expecting people to recognize you as a different ethnic, like a different as being a part of a different ethnic group. I think mm. is like asking a lot of people. It is asking a lot of people. You know, it's you like know? and the same thing. It's like, oh no, my name's Punk Rock Dave now. Yeah, it's like, oh shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Dave. Um, the the uh, psychologist says, I think before we get offended, we need to take a step back and think about what is the harm that's being done with us. There's no harm. Just don't expect me to, you know? Is there harm, though? Because don't you think Filipino people would be like, actually, this is kind of offensive because I can't be white. That's a good point. Like Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, if yeah, I was yeah. a black person, I'd be like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't right. have any idea what it's like to live in my shoes. Sure. You know? Yeah. So I, I actually think there is. I think it's offensive. Yeah. Because um, you can adopt an, you know, you can adopt an ethnicity because you're very interested in it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for sure. People who you get, you know, move to Japan and then they come back and they're they're like a Japan Like Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? He's like all like you know mm -hmm. wears like dresses like an old like Chinese kung fu yeah. master or something. Right. You can do, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, right? And now he's all, like, Russian. I don't know if you've seen recent pictures seen him, of yeah. Steven Seagal. He's got, like, the yeah. glasses, like, mm. Khrushchev used to wear. And he's all, right. like, sitting there. I'm a wise Russian man. It's like, mm. shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> that guy's the worst. I wish Chuck Norris would just beat the fuck out of him. Right, yeah. Not that I like Chuck Norris that much, but I would like to see that battle. Because mm. those guys are about, what, the same age? Uh, Yeah. 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 I would love to see yeah. Chuck Norris beat the shit out of Steven Seagal. But if he like applied to college and checked Filipino on the thing, I have a problem with that. Well, they say I, that I uh, actually have a fucking problem with that. Well, they say that that could be uh, part of fraud is because there's yeah. Filipino scholarships, right? Sure, you know, and or you know, there's African American scholarships, so yeah. it's kind of like cultural appropriation in a sense. Yeah. yeah. So I would have an issue with that too, but mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like this guy wants to do that. Mm. Um, the other weird thing about him, and I didn't notice this till just now, but. There's another major change with Jadu. Not only is Jadu Filipino, he's also transsexual. And it's considering becoming his uh, new gender as well. Uh, so I think he wants to be a Filipino woman. Okay. He's spoken to his mom about that, but no one else in his family yet. Hmm. So do you think he's going to go through the whole transition? Dye his hair black, change the shape of his eyes? That's so weird, man. Can, they, can you do that? Yeah, you can have plastic surgery to look... To look more Asian? Yeah. I know Asian people do it to have their eyes more round. There, I don't know if anyone actually did this, but there was a subplot in a, in a, in a James Elroy novel about, um, you know, when they were... They, they 
knew in Los Angeles that they were going to start interning Japanese people in camps. And there was a plastic surgeon who said that he would change Japanese people to look more Chinese so they wouldn't be interned in the camps. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I guess that's kind of, that is kind of strange. Right. Did he actually do it? Uh, yeah, people were, do- it was a novel, hmm. you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what, you know, I don't know. I mean, people, the, the term transracial has been around for a while. It's normally used to describe someone or a couple of a certain race adopting a baby of another race. Sure. So transracial family. Well, th- that can be one of those weird things. Like, um, like I dated a girl who was a, a Korean adoptee. Like she was, you know, born in Korea and then adopted by a white family. And she looks Asian, but basically sees herself as white because her family's white, you know. Um, and again, that only is something that goes as far as internally, you know, with her. Uh, and then as she got older, she she learned more about Korea, went she, to Korea, ad- ad- embraced it, actually changed her last name oh, okay. know, became, to a Korean last name. And became more in touch with her heritage. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's interesting. This was in Rhode Island? This was in New York. Oh, in New York. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are a lot, I knew like in Michigan, like at least four or five kids that were adopted from Korea yeah. that grew up in Michigan. Yeah. But at such a young age that it was like, you know, they, they weren't really in there touch with the culture There was a time, yeah. Was that the, a thing in the 80s? Uh, yeah, late it, 70s? in the late 70s, uh, Korea was kind of fucked. And there were a lot of orphans and there was, you know, a so lot of adoptions. So they just like adopt a Korean kid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it happened a lot in Michigan. So. I need like five kids. Mm-hmm. A couple went to my high school. Uh, one of my sister's good friends. Hmm. So yeah, so now this term is being broadened to, uh, it's becoming associated with someone who identifies with another ethnicity or race, hmm. which, I mean, I don't, yeah. Remember Quantum Leap? Yeah. Oh, he'd yeah. like, he'd wake up and he'd look in the mirror and he'd be like an he'd obese like black kid. woman. You know, <laughs> like, you, ah, what am I doing now? Would you ever see that, uh, the Twilight Zone, the movie? Yeah. Remember that first vignette, which was like the really racist guy. Oh yeah, and he's in Vietnam. Yeah, he's in he's, Vietnam, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then yeah. he's at one point he's a slave yeah. being chased by like uh, by by the KKK, and then another yeah. point he's like in a whole like in a, in like Auschwitz or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder maybe that's what they need to actually do. They need to go experience this firsthand. Right. But yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I just find it really. To me, I just feel like it's like okay, dude. I think you should have therapy. Yeah. Because you're unwilling to accept who you actually are. Hmm. And this is this imaginary self that you're making up, that you're hmm. concocting, is nothing more than a delusion. I grew up with Blackula, so I now identify as an African-American uh, vampire. You know, I grew up in South Africa, so maybe yeah. I'm an African-American. You are, technically, you know? yeah. I might be a Jewfrican, which I'm just making that up right now, okay. but maybe that's what I am. Okay. I'm a Jewfrican. And it's not easy to be one of those. You have to be African. You got to be Jewish. Jadu. 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 <laughs> You'd think he'd come up with a better name yeah. than that. Jadu. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, People's episode 610 here is sick and wrong. Uh, we have news coming up next. We have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need 
and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So we got a few stories to get to. Uh, the first story we have here has to do with a married homeless man. Well, actually, I don't know if he's married or not, but he did. How good for him. He did pose with photos of, with his dead wife, and then he chopped her up. So, yeah. yeah, maybe he wasn't married. Maybe it was a common law thing. I don't know. Do homeless people get married? How can you have common law if you don't live anywhere? Isn't well, the whole thing you... about common law is you have to live with someone? Yeah, well, maybe you have like a refrigerator box. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what you call a home. Yeah. God, Harrison, thinking everybody's got to have a home. I guess so. Um, Oscar the Grouch lived in a garbage can. He did. Yeah. And didn't he, wasn't he married? Wasn't there like a female, whatever the yeah, fuck he was? Yeah, like a pink one a or A pink some one, shit. yeah. Yeah. I don't know what her name was. They were married, weren't they? Julie. <laughs> Julie? Yeah, <laughs> Julie yeah. the Grouch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, So this happened in Kansas City, Missouri. A homeless man posed for photos with his dead wife along with their newborn and toddler before dismembering her body in a Kansas City, Missouri hotel room. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question here. <laughs> <laughs> I can new- imagine you have any questions about this. Yeah, the newborn and toddler. Mm-hmm. Dead, alive, what? I uh, know both alive. So he put, he had the wife was dead. Yeah. But then he had the newborn and the toddler all posed with the the corpse of the of the dead wife. Man. Yeah. That's confusing. Yeah. There's going to be some uh, some trauma later on with these kids. It's like those. Well, it's kind of like those weird, you know, those death photographs from Victorian times. Oh yeah. When you, where they like sit up a, you know. A family, they're, they're corpses, and they take a picture of them. Would you ever see those? We actually covered this on Second Wrong a long, a long time ago. It's when the, a lot of Christian families, I think Mike Pence did this. Did yeah. Mike Pence did it or Huckabee? One of those crazy Christian guys did this, or Ted Cruz or someone. One of them they, crazy critters. They had a stillborn, you know, a yeah. stillborn birth, and they brought the fetus home and made the kids pose with it. Do you remember? Was that Ted Cruz? One of I've those insane Christians did this. That's. Wow, wow. Yeah, but if you look at it, there's yeah. like websites dedicated, to like websites, mm. like memorial websites to the, the prematurely born fetus. Okay. And so a lot of Christians will bring the fetus home and make the whole family pose with it and then do a family picture. Well, you have to bury them um, properly, ideally burning them or else they'll come back to haunt you as weird ghosts. Vampire ghosts. That's yeah. what happened to me in The Witcher. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Or it was like, I don't know, some fat guy beat his wife and she had a miscarriage. And then the thing was cursed and it was running around killing people. They call it like a smarling or I don't know what they call it, but it's like, yeah, it's a little like ghoul fetus monster. <laughs> well, that's what happens. That's, yeah. why, that's why I'm surprised Ted Cruz would do that. Yeah. It's like, why would you risk this fetus monster coming back and like haunting your family? You ever see those Harlequin babies? those things now that that's what that's what horror is made of yeah that's nightmarish so you know i read this art this this first sentence here about a homeless man posing for photos of his dead wife along with a newborn and toddler and then dismembering the body and i was thinking what kind of camera does he have like does he have an iphone Hmm. Does he have a Polaroid? Selfie stick. I mean, you could put, you could set. Selfie stick. You could, (laughs) 
You could set the iPhone to have a timer, you know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wonder because you like have, the a little, toddler, I have a little tripod for my iPhone. You know, you put I a, doubt this homeless guy has a tripod. He, but he probably was mm. posing it, you know, or positioning the camera somewhere, putting up the timer, and then taking a picture of right. the whole family. He's got a hotel room. He's got a hotel room. He's so got. He must a, have some money. Toddler. You know, you'd be amazed at the number of homeless people with iPhones. I like, I, you know, I like how this homeless murder man has more than I do. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, he has a family. Yeah, yeah. Or had. Mm. Uh, Justin Ray, 35 years old, uh, was arrested last month after being found with the remains of his dead wife at a storage unit in Kansas. Uh, he was charged with abandonment of a corpse and child endangerment. He's jailed on a million-dollar bond. Mm. Uh, Ray told police that his wife, Jessica Montero Ray, died after giving birth to the newborn. And that he dismembered hmm. her in a bathtub two days later with the children present. Okay. So that, that's the part that I find a bit confusing. So first of all, you didn't take your wife to the hospital to give birth. No. So maybe he's an obstetrician? Yeah. Like a homeless obstetrician or something? But then, okay, she dies. How did he kill her? How did he kill her? He didn't know. He's, he's claiming she died up through childbirth. Oh, she died. Okay. In the hotel room. In the hotel room. Okay. And then he waited a couple of days and dismembered her body. Yeah. Which, that, that's another thing. It's and a, the newborn survived, obviously, since it's the in newborn survived photos. and the toddler. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, you know, the, there's dead mom in the bathroom. And then he dismembers her also instead of calling the authorities. I wonder if he thought the toddler could deliver the baby. <laughs> I wonder if the toddler was like the nurse. Damn it, Timmy, you're fucking up here. <laughs> Put those little kid hands in there. Come yeah, on, pull yeah. it out. Just cl you know what? You you you're small enough. Climb in there. <laughs> Grab your sister, pull her out of there. And you were just in there three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh Ray put some of her body parts in a large cooler. Mm. Um he also used a stove to boil parts that didn't fit in the cooler. And then he flushed some of the remains down the toilet. I gotta say, that must have been a messy hotel room. Oof, it yeah. almost seems like a, like a, a venue after the Guar show. Like after a Guar show, you know, there's like right. shit everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what he's gonna do about this hotel when he leaves. Jesus Christ. And the front desk is gonna be like, dude, what the fuck were you doing in here? Yeah. Um, hotel management say, said Ray actually d tried to disguise his voice as a woman's voice when he called the front desk to check out. So that's what he did. He tried to disguise his voice as a woman's voice when he, when he, when he checked out. Oh, hello. <laughs> we need to check out. <laughs> I like how it kind of sounds like oh, the queen. Oh, my bosoms have caught fire on the stove while I was burning something that's not my body. It was my time of the month, yeah. and it got a little messy in here, if you know what I mean. Do you have uh, a sanitary napkin? Yeah. <laughs> I sound like a woman, actually. He was a homeless man who needed to play his dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a homeless yeah, yeah, psychopath yeah. with children. I'm a woman. <laughs> Teamed up with a toddler that just couldn't deliver the fucking baby right. Timmy, what are you doing? You're fucking this whole operation up. Sur I think it's coming out backwards, Daddy. God damn it. Well, pull up YouTube. This would be a good movie. Yeah, I know. That should be a great movie. I was movie. about to say, it sounds, yeah. sounds pretty good. Mm. I could see Jim Jarmusch doing something like this. Yeah. 
A surveillance video footage shows him pulling a red cooler with a black bag on top through the hotel while pushing a stroller with a toddler walking beside him. Mm. That's the toddler mm. that sucks at delivering children. Yeah, what a dick. Uh, police found the remains uh, late October inside a cooler mm. at a U-Haul moving and storage facility in nearby Lenexa, Kansas, after Ray had slept there with the children. Mm. Probably one of the worst dads I think you can have. Right. He dismembers the mom. You know, he has two kids. Now they're living in a storage unit, which is funny to me that the- Why didn't you just call the fucking police? <laughs> I don't know. This is total meth shit. Where did this happen? In Kansas. Okay. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, emergency responders checked on the children who were later yeah. taken to a hospital. Apparently the baby wasn't wearing adequate clothing and had an eye infection. She was wearing a bubble wrap and was uh, sleeping inside a medium box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm j- <a> joking. <laughs> Wait, uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you remember The Simpsons uh, when uh, Marge, I think, was like at Rancho Relaxo and yeah. Homer had to help Lisa for her, uh, I think she was in like a geography pageant or something yeah, and she was the yeah. state of Florida. Yeah. He just took like mm. two cushions and duct taped it together and wrote Florida on it. Yeah. Sounds like this. You know what you could do though? You get you get some toddlers, you wrap them up in bubble rape. Bubble rape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, easy Roy Moore. All right, man. <laughs> You're not running for Senate here, okay? <laughs> Jesus. I want a lot of credit. God. No, you wrap, my, 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 my idea is much more innocent than that. You wrap the... <laughs> Get some bubble rape over here. This is why you don't do Kratom, people. They took bubble rape off the market in the 90s, all right? It's not... You can't buy it anymore. Um, no, uh, you wrap them up in... In the bubble rape. In bubble wrap, and then you have them sumo wrestle each other. I guess that would be entertaining, you know? yeah. <laughs> That's probably what he did for fun in the storage unit. They don't have a TV there, I imagine. You know, how hilarious would that be? And then afterwards, you could pop them, you know? Are you sure you didn't mainline the Kratom? (laughs) No. It's too much. So after Ray was arrested and put in a police vehicle, he was asked about his wife's whereabouts. He responded that she died several days earlier and now was in the cooler. Mm. So... So there you go. Now that's that's kind of uh, incriminating. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not the best answer in the situation. You don't want to say like, "Oh, she's actually in the cooler right now, officer," because <laughs> that's just not going to go. That's not going to go well for you. Um, Missouri and Kansas court records don't say how the woman died, and Ray provided conflicting information. At first, he said she committed suicide after giving birth, and then uh, that, and then at other times, he said that she died during or after childbirth. So I think, um, I don't think this guy is the most trustworthy person in the world. No. It doesn't sound like it. Um, yeah, no, uh, officer, my, my, my wife already, already, uh, checked out yesterday. You might say that she's gone somewhere cooler. <laughs> is, are the remains of your wife in, in that cooler, sir? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a long rap sheet, uh, apparently. It was a big surprise there. Uh, court records show eight <laughs> cases, including four for theft, a probation violation, and a pair of citations for driving without a license. <laughs> so okay. there you go. Um, despite uh, or During a court appearance earlier this month, uh, Ray was removed after, scream, after a screaming rant against mm-hmm. authorities. 
Oh, so, what was uh, it? Do yeah, we know? They don't list the rant oh, here, man. but I imagine there are probably a lot of invectives. Yeah. You know, look against, he, he probably doesn't like the pigs too much, yeah. I imagine. <laughs> anyway, right. so what do you have here for story number two? All right. Well, British Columbia University accused of failing to take action against student with strange sexual fetish. Hmm. And uh, nobody sent this in, and I'm glad. So I don't have to deal with the, I guess this is Harrison went back to college. Or, you know what I mean? When all the messages they send. People find it, find it really funny to, uh, they, it seems like you get a lot more, they take the piss out of you a little bit more. Right. In these uh, silly comments. Right. So, um, <clears throat> Katrin, Katrine, Katrin Roth, the former director of human rights at Vancouver Island University. Uh, claims the university did nothing to protect students' employees from a student who she alleges has paraphilic infantilism, a mm. sexual interest in role-playing as a baby. I remember uh, Wackerly hated this fetish. Yeah. And when people would uh, people would call in and say that he was an infantilist, uh, they would like send, whenever they, or they would submit stories about Wackerly being an infantilist. And for some reason, it really, it really bothered him. Really grinded his gears. Well, I mean, it's, I don't think anyone's a big fan of it other than the people that are big fans of it, you know? <laughs> but I think what it was is he feels it's just a bullshit fetish. Yeah. Like, you know, you can be into like cross-dressing and you can be into, you know, like uh, bestiality or whatever. But when you're like, oh, I'm an adult baby, that's like saying you're Filipino or something. There's actually an acronym for this. It's like um, ABDP or something like adult baby diaper play. You know what I mean? Like you could just, it, 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 like if, if you're doing an ad or something. ABDL, adult baby and diaper love. Diaper There's love. Diaper lovers or diaper love. It could be either. Are there any ABDL. women that are into this? Yes. There are. There's women that are into like the diaper, the diaper thing. I don't remember why or how I know this, but yes. Have you ever been into it? Never no. Even experimented no, no, there? no, 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 no. <laughs> and I thank fucking Christ every day. <laughs> At least every day since they took bubble rape off the market that I don't have that particular fetish. <laughs> that, that's know? probably a good thing. It's goddamn. But don't be... you think like when you go to like, uh, what were those meetups you had? Munches? Munches. When you like go to munches. a munch and as soon as guys, as soon as someone like blurts out, oh yeah, I'm a 46 year old man and I'm a baby. Are women just kind of like, oh my God, just instantly just like cringing, vagina yeah, drying it's, up. Yeah, I think it's usually something you don't want to deal with. Yeah. Some people are willing to deal with it. Well, because it means shitty diapers. I have a diapers. friend of mine that has a friend that's into this. That's into me, a actually, man? Actually, yeah, he's willing to be interviewed, too, actually, for the show. Maybe we'll talk yeah, to him. Yeah, we should have him on sometime. Yeah. But he can't, I don't want him coming over to the studio yeah. in a diaper. Like, does he wear a diaper all the time? <laughs> I'm going to bring him over here unannounced. Um, I Hopefully not. I don't know. No, I think it's specific play, like, in the... Okay, because, yeah. cause the, the, you know, I don't know. You think it, he has a play pen? <laughs> <laughs> if it's somebody that just yeah. all day is just wearing a fucking diaper, yeah, I'll be disgusted. Yeah. Look, some of my best friends wear diapers. All right, come on. Um, those with the fetish, which is recognized by psychiatrists, become sexually aroused by such activities as wearing diapers, eating baby food, and having their diapers changed. 
Janice Ledwell Hunt, a professor of English women's studies at VIU, says she noticed the students' odd behavior when she was his professor at the Kawichan campus in 2015. He started to bring children's books into class and asked that I read them aloud, she said. This is his professor. Yeah. Why would she read the children books? I don't know. I don't know how you sandwich that into uh Yeah, like in the, the middle of like the uh the, yeah. the curriculum or whatever. It's like, oh hey, you know, can you read yeah. one fish, two fish? Yeah. Like it's I can imagine that right. I imagine the whole class would probably be like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and it's like, uh I, I actually actually, sir, we're discussing a gender identity in uh, in uh, the Bronte sisters literature. So this no. No, we're not gonna read the Lorax. Um the student, a man in his 40s, also emailed her multiple times a day and asked her on dates, she says. His behavior became more and more peculiar until it culminated, she says, in an uncomfortable submission for a class assignment. The student submitted an essay that included a photo of himself wearing nothing but a diaper. <laughs> he, added, he added this or submitted this with his essay. He's really reaching with these. Yeah. Well, he, now that's romantic. Yeah. I imagine she must be really essay, turned on by you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> his, yeah. What was his essay like about yeah. like you know which diaper is like the most comfortable? Like yeah, he had a, he submitted a paper on like you know Gloria Steinem in postmodernist thought in feminist literature, and here's a picture of me with a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> but, How old was this related. guy? He was in his forties. What's he doing in college? I don't know. You take See, this classes. Is, this is the reason why uh, Wackerly hated these infantilists. Is because they're dudes like because this. they were they're, concerned about returning adult education. No, because no. they're forty years old. Yeah, they have too much time on their hands. Like this guy, why isn't he like you know working in a normal job like you know doing what normal people do shooting heroin whatever like mm. whatever why why does he have this much time to enact this type of fetish and still go to college and like audit classes it doesn't take too long to take a picture of yourself wearing a diaper i guess not but i mean but then to uh take classes and hit on the lady bring your kids books around yeah if, if this i mean it sounds very elaborate. This I think this guy has a lot of time just on his hands. a ruse to like subtly, you know, <laughs> impose your fetish on unsuspecting people, then yeah, that is a lot of time on your hands. I admit it. I got to say this. That's a, a long makings, con. Makings of a rom-com, this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see uh, Hugh Grant doing this. Antonio Banderas. So, um, my heart went to my throat because it was then that I recognized that in his interactions with me all along, he had been manipulating me into this form of role play. I mean, it's like it that moment like when like Chaz Palminteri realizes that Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze. You know, it's <laughs> he's like, got, he's, he's just that, been like... saying stuff that's on this bulletin board the whole time. And now this is a picture of him in a diaper. All of a sudden he becomes woke. Yeah, yeah. So she realizes like, Okay, yeah. I guess this guy's been masturbating to me for the past two months uh -huh. in a diaper. Yeah. Yeah, that's Pretty a terrible much. realization. Documents filed as part of a human rights complaint. And by the way, I think in Canada they call human resources human rights is, is what I'm gathering. From oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Contains allegations that in May 2015, 
the student had a VIU nurse practitioner change his dirty diaper. Wow. Yeah. Okay, things are different in Canada. I know right. they have, don't they have public health care there? Uh, yes. So, yes, I think it's like, I, in the U.S., mm-hmm. if you went to the university hospital and you're like, yeah. hey, I got a shitty diaper, can you help me change it? Yeah. Unless you were, if you were a quadruped, like you're quadriplegic, I, can, I could see them doing it. Right. But if, in any other case, I think they'd be like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Get out of here. Mm. <laughs> like this, this guy, they would expel you from the premises. I, this guy, though, in, in Canada, I mean, could you imagine? What if he snuck into the hospital and found the quadriplegic guy? And then, like, carefully took him out of the bed, put him, hid him under the bed, put on a diaper, and then got in the place in the, you know, right before oh, and, changing and, time. Okay, then, and like, they, they thought changed. he was the yeah. quadriplegic. That, that's a lot of work. But then again, right. if you're willing to carry uh, yeah. children's books around, eat baby food, yeah. and wear a diaper, you're probably willing to knock a quadriplegic out of the bed and pretend to be him. Like when you tap into some poor bastard's morphine IV, you know? <laughs> Same kind of deal. <laughs> How um, many times have you done that? Only twice. It's fine, you know? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the 105-page complaint, it's a novella, alleges it was only after that nurse connected with other colleagues that she learned about his inappropriate manner with other employees. Hunt alleges that... so nice in Canada. They were so polite there. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to make a fuss or nothing, but... <laughs> I I got a guy, uh, he's he's sitting on my car in the parking lot, and he's uh, rubbing a dirty diaper on the windshield. You know, I, I don't want to... You know, I've, I've changed a lot of diapers before, yeah. <laughs> but this is the first time I've ever changed a diaper being worn by a 40-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think there might be something wrong here. And I, I mean, I did it, but I didn't want to read Goodnight Moon to him at the same time. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so Hunt alleges she alerted the university that the student was sexually harassing her. The university failed to take action. Instead, they asked her to continue teaching the student. She refused. But the guy's sending her pictures of him just wearing a diaper. This is one of those like, customers always write <laughs> moments. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so the um, the HR person learned that the student harassed several women, complimenting them on their clothing while leering at their chests, repeatedly asking staff members to go on dates and following female staff members. This guy's a menace. He's a menace. He's a menace. Why would you yeah. even have him on campus? She says more should have been done to protect employees. Now, this is, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, so she, Roth, the human resources person who reported this was fired from re- working at the university in January for what she believes is retaliation for his for her investigative work into the harassment complaints. Wouldn't they want somebody to investigate this? You'd think so. Yeah. You know what? This fucking diaper weirdo is more important than you, so we're going to have to let you go. I, I can't believe yeah. a university would take the diaper weirdo's side over their own teacher. And even when there's documented evidence... Mm-hmm. Of this guy, I could, could you any any university in the country? If you were sending, if you sent a picture to your teacher and you're wearing a diaper, you would be expelled. Look, our classrooms are safe spaces for diaper play. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. So, how does it work when you're getting your diaper changed, your dirty diaper? Do you just have a boner? You're jerking off, like. I don't like, know. what do you do? I, why are you asking me? Because you're a fetish guy. I, I, this is one area 
gleefully avoided. Like that nurse practitioner, first of all, should have been like, okay, you're a 40 year old man wearing a diaper and you seem able bodied. That's, that's red flag. Number one, number two, you have a massive boner. The thing about sexual fetishes is that sometimes they're not just about sex. They're not, they may not be like, you may not even be erect. You may not be jerking off. There's something about it's, it's lasciviously exciting in a way that you may not even come during it. You know, it's, it's stored These in the spank bank for are. later. Yeah. That's probably how Generally, it is. Yeah. yeah. So. God. Adult babies, man. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> I identify as an adult baby. Adult baby. Mm. So the third story we have here came in from Steve. He says, oh my D, what a story. Um, it has a story from uh, about a South African. South uh-huh. African. Uh, well, actually, this guy's a, a Danish man living in South Africa. Uh, Peter Fredrickson, who stored severed vaginas of 21 rem- women in the freezer, appears in South African court. Hmm. Again. Peter Fredrickson, who stored severed vaginas of 21 women in freezer, appears in South African court. 21 packages containing suspected genital parts neatly labeled in plastic bags were found at Peter Fredrickson's home. Now, that's an OCD serial killer right there. You think he had a label maker? (laughs) (laughs) He just printed it out. Yeah, yeah. A little rubber stamp or something. Yeah. Um, Remember those label makers? Yeah, yeah. You can make the little things. I had one of those. Like my sister, my sister labeled, I labeled everything. I'm like, like, you know, Satan on their penis or draw dongs and put them everywhere. My sister actually used it to like label all the fucking Barbies. Um, Dahmer wasn't that organized, was he? No, I don't think so. Didn't he just have like a big like fucking drawer full of dicks? He did, yeah. Like severed dicks. And Ed Gein had a drawer full of uh, severed vaginas. They did. You'd think they would actually like have play dates or something. They'd come together, you know? Come together. Mm. Um, Like the Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) Does Aquaman have a drawer full of dicks? Yeah. I bet. A man has appeared in court over allegations of horrific sexual abuse against women ahead of his bail application. The case has attracted significant attention in South Africa and neighboring Lesotho, where the allegations reportedly took place. Due to the disturbing nature of the abuse and the death of a key witness last month. Hmm. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of branches to the story. So Fredrickson is originally from Denmark. Um, he's facing charges of sexual assault, intimidation, domestic violence, and contravention of the Medicines Control Act, oh. which means he must have been practicing medicine illegally. Uh, the 63-year-old was arrested in September after police found 21 packages containing suspected female genital parts neatly labeled in plastic bags at his home following a tip-off. Um, he was practicing medicine? Well, that, that's the thing. He was doing fem- female genital mutilation in his home. Oh, so these, he wasn't killing the women. I, yeah, I was a mistake about calling him a serial killer. He was a serial clit remover. Is what this guy was. Jesus. Um, do you think it would be less egregious if if the so clits were, were just kind of laying all over the ground? Clitori, clitori, clitorises, clitorises, clitorises. Um, I think it, I think that's what it was. I think it was just like. You know, I, I don't know okay. how I don't know Not what surgical vagina. precision okay, he was right, doing. Right. I don't know if he yeah. cut out like remove the uterus mm-hmm. and like uh, you know the whole the whole organ here. I think it was just yeah. kind of like he just sliced off. Uh, I don't, what do they do? Just slice off the clitoris? Like, did he have a doctor's office or was like? 
No, I think it was his dirty basement. A different day job or something. Like, um, Miss, I'm afraid we're going to have to surgically remove your vagina. Uh, this is H&R Block. I came here to get my taxes done. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, actually, it's Jiffy Lube. Yeah. That's what we do here. Um, do you think it'd be less egregious if the clits were just kind of loosely thrown around, thrown around like about the house, like they're just clits everywhere? Or do you think it's even stranger that he had them so neatly organized and labeled? Hmm. I feel okay about the labeling. Yeah, is that yeah. all right with you? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of he's kind of like the. Uh, Did he have the name of the person labeled? That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I mean, I, he probably had the time, the date, the name of the. He's like yeah. the Heinrich Himmler, right. of uh, clit removers. You know, um, anesthetic <laughs> drugs and surgical equipment were also found in his home. Uh, Fredrickson, who reportedly owns two gun shops in South Africa, allegedly sedated his victims before performing illegal clitorectomies. Uh, police said the majority of his victims were from Lesotho, which is a small landlocked kingdom encircled by South Africa. Fredrickson claims these allegations are totally unfounded. Uh, he accuses his wife, who he said was in contact with witch doctors. Mm. Um. Blame the witch doctors. Blaming the witch doctors. Uh, I guess uh, a police spokesman said Fredrickson kept a record of every body part that he allegedly stored, who it belonged to, and when it was removed. <laughs> so yeah, this guy definitely was in the Heinrich Himmler bookkeeping uh, school here. That's a real... He's got a real sense of nostalgia. Yeah. Ah, uh, Cheryl. You know, he pulls one out each evening and... It's like, I remember this clit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a big one. <laughs> this one. Um, he says that it was his wife who uses the stuff and not him. I told her many times that she had to pick up the stuff in the refrigerator. Come on, woman. Do not leave the clitorises laying all over the house. I told you to put those away. Mm. That's a problem, actually, when you live with women. A lot of women are kind of messy. That's absolutely not true. I don't know, man. Yeah. In my experience. Okay. And there's well, a lot of women a neat, that are. You're a... You're a you're a neat guy, you know? I'm, you know, I'm like superficially clean. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm obsessively neat. I mean, if you looked under, like if you look behind like you're a bookshelf or something. You're unusually neat for a straight man. <laughs> That's what I was all I'm saying. Of course, well, most you, of my gay friends are slobs, so I, I, I just, Yeah, if you look at my brother's yeah, house, my, yeah. I mean, my brother's house so, is disgusting. Mm. Um, but yeah, but but that's the thing. Like, do you think he like was was like, you know, angry with her because of her just lack of cleanliness when it came to the clitorectomies. That's why he was being domestically violent? Possibly. Hmm. Um, it is understood that his estranged wife, Anna Melosi, <laughs> informed police that he had drugged her and cut off parts of her genitalia while she was incapacitated. Uh. You know, if that's what sex assault means hmm. in uh, South Africa, yeah. um, I don't think anyone should have moved there. Because here, sex assaults like you know Louis C.K. jacking off in front of you, yeah. pretty terrible. Right. But if, or or you know Bill Cosby spike, you know slipping you a hot Cosby mm -hmm. and then diddling you a bit. But it's like if someone's actually going to slip you a hot Cosby and then cut your clit off, now that's a whole new level of sexual assault. Well, I don't know. I, I've heard recent allegations that um, Aziz Ansari has been collecting um, severed vulvas. <laughs> He's got, a, he's got a collection of them. 
a lot if, of people are coming forward with this. So. If only that. If if that comes out, yeah. Like I don't know where I don't know where you where your sources are where you're hearing this, but I yeah. know you have. To, yeah, I know you have your. You don't want to give up your informants. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when that hits the press, yeah, that's that's going to be some news. <laughs> the Kratom ghosts. I have a good, a good authority. They're telling me these things. So has he incorporated these vulvas into his act? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Miss Molise here was due to testify against her husband at the trial. However, she was shot dead in October. She was a key witness in the case. In fact, she accused him of uh, cutting off her own clitoris. She was shot four times outside her house. Um, she later died from her wounds in the hospital. Is that not suspicious? Jesus. Yeah, this guy owns two gun shops. What He's got this? bags full of clits yeah. in his refrigerator. The key witness in his trial gets it's murdered. Like the clitoris mafia, you know. <laughs> the People clitophia. Are, God damn. Yeah, no, this is like no. That that's the thing, and it's emerged that he's been wanted in Denmark. He's been wanted in Denmark for years for illegal dealing in firearms. Hmm. So, anyway, um, they're asking. Police are asking for more women to came forward who might have been assaulted by the man. Apparently, 30- I think he's the villain in the the new Black Panther movie that's coming out. <laughs> What is that? What's the town that they're in? Oh, or what's the city, that mythical city that they're in? I forget the name of it. Sakarta or something. something. Yeah, I forget. I bet you, yeah, he probably is a villain in that. Yeah, Wobar was La Bamba. <laughs> La Bamba was, or something. something you know, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. Some 30 million African girls are at risk of female genital mutilation uh, in South Africa. Uh, the traditional practice, often justified as a means of suppressing a woman's sexual desire and preventing immoral behavior, represents a way to, ex- to exercise control over women. Hmm. So I wonder if like this guy, you know, was just like, hey, you know, I know how to do it. I've been removing clits for years, practiced on my dog, moved on to humans. And so a lot of the Africans in the area, you know, like the chauvinistic, uh, misogynistic husbands here are just like, you know... My wife derives too much pleasure from sex. I catch her masturbating a lot. I'm going to go take her to this weird, scary, white Danish guy that can remove clits in his basement because it costs like, you know, 30 rand or something. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you that's what it's probably, it's probably, uh, you know, it's probably, he's probably got deals, Hmm. you know, two for one Tuesdays or something. Well, like, you know, I guess, I guess maybe he had this fetish or something and then he's like well wait a minute they do this all the time down here i'll just move to this place that's probably what it was he probably has a a clit removal fetish because the guy in my story apparently he moved to um uh which is a nation where that's okay you know otherwise known as canada yeah (laughs) (laughs) people send your stories to on podcast we have phone calls coming up next but first here's a word from our sponsor adam and eve Hey guys, it's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my look Eric's disease got pretty bad. Let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E. 
a new man. Thanks. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, the first call we have is from a guy. I think this, this call is actually, I think this guy called a couple weeks ago, but he called with the first part, and this might have been the second part. Okay. Possibly. All right. Oh, hey, you three-minute freaks. It's me again. Finally, my dog was able to take a shit. This is Hans Gruber, remember? That, that's what it was. Yeah. We, we were calling him Hans Gruber, although yeah. he sounds a bit like Van Damme. We're, mm. we're Hans Gruber and Van Damme from, like, the same region. Van Damme is from Belgium. Where's Gruber? Gruber's German, right? I believe so. All right. Somewhere... And I'm on my way home. And I just wanted to to say you that I really, really love your show. So this is not really a message for your podcast, to put it there. But I just really appreciate your show. And um, I, I've just listened to your show number 392, where you, in which you wanted to end your show or you stated that you wanted to finish that show back then um and it felt i i, I think that's one of the many times yeah when lance threatened to quit because okay, he was yeah. pissed off at me yeah and then we talked about ending the show mm. and then I, I managed to keep i think we managed to keep it going at that point 392 to yeah episode 500 so he did another like 108 episodes right. <laughs> but i think if you look if you go back through the archives you listen to all the episodes he wanted to quit at least like probably 12 times. Yeah. Huh. And we discussed it. So yeah, I imagine it's probably one of those times. I'm honestly shocked. You kept in doing it for that long. It's, it's kind of, I amazing. think if he had to put any more effort into it, he yeah. wouldn't have done it, but he right. did do it a long time. Yeah. That's why I can't fault the guy for quitting. Mm. Cause uh, you know, he was just like, fuck dude, I've had enough. been doing it for like almost 10 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. I felt really sad about this, and I'm so glad that you still go on with your show. And um, yeah, I'm. I really fell in love with this um, Harrison character. <laughs> um, character. I think it's a really good combination now with UD and Harrison. Love it. Um, and yeah, actually, I think. When I first heard um, Harrison talking, uh, I think he is—he he must be the character of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. This uh, freaky attorney, um, which <laughs> it's Benicio del Toro's character. Yeah, yeah. The uh, what was his name in the book? Yeah, it was something weird. Yeah, uh, I forget his name yeah, in the book. It's been right. a while since I've read that book. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Walks around with his Bowie knife, crushing these um, grapefruit fruits with his aggression and stuff. So keep going. I really love the show. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Love you. Bye. Well, thank you, uh, Hans Gruber, for that. Thank you. Very kind words from yeah, Hans yeah. Gruber. God, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Definitely keep me going. You know, when I was in uh, Las Vegas like a uh, month ago or whatever, um, 
we were like just got there we checked in the room and then we're about to go downstairs and this elevator open and it's just like a bunch of drunk girls who in their 20s maybe something like just that a gaggle of uh yeah just like yeah but from yeah. somewhere stupid from somewhere. probably like the midwest or probably wearing yeah. like a sash that's like bride to be or something and they just looked like bachelorette and i almost i saw i saw them and for a second i'm like almost walked away to get in on another elevator but then i realized that would just invite them to yell things at me <laughs> so i went in and they're like you look like the you look like the fear and loathing in Las Vegas because they don't know who Hunter's, you know, they don't know his name, <laughs> but they remember the movie. And they're like, Do you have any tabs? Do you have any tabs? And just like being real annoying. You should have just given them like a ton of mescaline and, and I was like, their clits. And I was like, Jesus, this is like, this must be like how women feel every day. Yeah. <laughs> like it was really one of those moments where I was just like, okay, this is I see what's going on. I Were see. you wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and like a Panama? Was no, that but Panama I, jacket? I got these glasses. You know what I mean? It's the those abortionist glasses yeah, yeah. that you wear. That, that's what it is. Like when I see that, I yeah. think he's either a you know like a raving lunatic drug user or an abortionist. Right. Same thing. Yeah. Anyway, I, I can see that though. I definitely think your drug intake is about probably probably more than the lawyer in Fear and Loathing. Yeah, it could be. I remember the first time I went to Vegas, um, we were just kind of in that whole mindset. Because, you know, when was the first, how old were you when you read Fear and Loathing? Like 15. Yeah, that, it was like, I think it was my freshman year of high school. And I came across that book from like a friend's uncle. And uh, I started reading it. I was like, God, this is amazing. Mm. Like, I totally want to do this one day. So, like, the first time I went to Vegas, I think I was in college. I was out visiting a friend here. And then we drove to Vegas. I was with my friend Kessler. And we just did, like, a ton of... We had as many drugs as we could. Mm. And we had some cocaine. We had some mushrooms. We had some weed. You know, whatever we could to try to, like, recreate that scene. And the first place we went was Circus Circus. Right. Which is such a shit casino. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you make it there when you were there? No, no. Did you go there? Oh. It's like... It's not the Circus Circus yeah. that Hunter S. Thompson talks about. Like, yeah. you know, Hunter S. Thompson's talking about Circus Circus. You're like, oh my God, there must be like clowns everywhere and this like insane thing. It's just filled with Mexican families. Okay. It, it's just like a really shitty car. It's like, it reminds me of like basically like I want to go to a casino that's a lot like that's Tijuana themed. Hmm. You know, it's terrible. Okay. But anyway, we were on a lot of acid and hmm. some mushrooms and we're just kind of walking around this like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> But Vegas is fun. Always a good time to be on a lot of drugs in that place. All right. Second call we have here, speaking of drugs, is a guy that has a, uh, a story about drugs doing acid. Okay. Hey, D. Harrison. This is Sam in East Bay up in uh, Northern California. Uh, just uh, driving home, and you guys were talking about uh, some mixing of acid and such. And uh, I got a couple quick ones to share with you. Um, my favorite high of all time was actually acid mixed with uh, really good meth. Uh, that was uh, that was quite wild, and I enjoyed every minute of it. As soon as the acid started kicking in, I uh, did about a, uh, a quarter gram of meth, just whoop, and off we go to the races. Uh, the other one... Uh, That's insane. Wow. That sounds crazy. Have you ever done that? No. I wonder what that's called. You know how they call like candy flipping with right. like, ecstasy? What do they yeah. call that? I don't even fucking know. <laughs> like Manson flipping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's Manson like ins flipping. I don't, that's yeah. insane. I mean, yeah. it's like, 
Holy he's shit. dying, by the way. Did you hear that? Yeah, you yeah, know, I heard uh, yeah. he's in a hospital right now. He might yeah. die. What a yeah. loss. Yeah. What a loss to the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he dies, we could probably never learn not to love. Yeah. You know? Oh, you know, yeah. we, we will we'll have to do some kind of tribute. Yeah, I have yeah. I have one of his CDs, actually. Mm. So, um, But yeah, I mean, what, God, what? why would you want to be on meth when you're tripping? Because with tripping, isn't it usually, aren't you kind of like, you get that elevated heart rate? Aren't you kind of freaking out? You're a bit paranoid, schizophrenic? Yeah. It seems like something you would do and then you'd like wake up in prison, you know, because you like ripped out a dog's throat with your throat <laughs> for no reason. You know? I think I think what this guy's accomplishing by mixing acid with with uh, with meth, he's basically imitating or emulating PCP. Right. So he's like, I want an experience like PCP. I can't get any PCP, so I'm going to take acid and meth. Yeah. It seems it's a like nice that. little yeah. life hack. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, as far as acid goes. I always like throwing it into like random situations. Uh, sometimes kind of the more difficult the better. So, for example, uh, up in Reno, you know, walk away from my friends and wander for about four hours uh, while frying on acid. That was a lot of fun. Or the last time, the last time I took it was the same day that I found out I was going to be a dad. So, what do you think of that one? <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Wow, talk about a horrendous trip. What was the one before the dad? He just said he was walking around Reno. Oh, okay. Which in itself can be a bit of a horror show, but American horror story right there. However, I don't even know what I would do. If I was like, you know, I dropped some acid, 45 minutes later, my wife calls me or my, girl, my girlfriend calls me. She's like, guess what? I'm pregnant. It I, sounds like he did it after he found out. God, it's still, you know? I wouldn't want to, could you imagine like the life, yeah. the life problems? It's, that's the whole reason why I don't do those drugs anymore is because yeah. of the mental baggage. So it's like, it's the mental baggage, which, yeah. what, what happens to me, and I've said this before on the show, it's like when I trip on a hallucinogenic like that, especially acid in particular, I start focusing on my failures. Sure, yeah. You know, like why, you know, where I am the, in life, what I'm doing. The cosmic despair portion of the trip. Exactly, which yeah. usually happens, you know, at the, the tail, you know, as mm -hmm. you're coming down. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine with this guy, he's like, oh, wow. I would be like, my life is over. Mm. As My life as I know it is over. I'll probably never be able to do drugs again, mm -hmm. you know, or at least acid again, unless I'm a dick. It's a mixed feeling when you have that feeling, I'll tell you. God, you know? I wouldn't want to know that. You never had that. You never but had being told like I'm, my girlfriend's pregnant. Yeah, I've been told that once on April Fool's Day, and I got fucking. Yeah. I got re. I got a. Uh, I got a rate. Yeah, with this girl for doing that. Huh. Yeah, she texted me a mm. picture of a mm. positive pregnancy test, and then went went answer my text for the yeah. next like three hours. It's that's no, not a cool prank. No, that's not cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, because it happened to me. It was like, I, and it's like, yeah, I freaked out. And I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, no. And my whole life is going to change. But then also there's part of me that just felt this pride. Really? You know? Yeah. That you get like potent sperm like or something? No. <laughs> Not <laughs> I, pride that you're able to do a basic <laughs> thing that everyone else is able to do. <laughs> but pride in like a child, like, oh, I'm going to have a child. You know what I mean? It's a little baby jadu. There's not really a word for it. <laughs> the only word I can think of is pride, but it's not the right word. I think the only word I can think of is regret. 
I regret not wearing a condom. In fact, I regret mm. not wearing two condoms. That's what I would feel. There was no, there was something else. There was something else there. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. That, that, um, that thing's in the garbage now. So. <laughs> the third call we have here is actually from... Uh, Wait, there's a part two from this guy. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is uh, Sam again. Um, I feel like I need to clarify a couple of things from the, uh, the previous message. Uh, one, I uh, usually took acid by myself. Um, most of the time, that's why I would throw it in the situation not tell anybody and just go through a, a day. Or... Um, or also on the, uh, the, the day that I found out I was going to be a dad, I found out before I took it, it was a, it was a choice. See, see what I'm go saying? Through that with that knowledge. Anyway, okay. just wanted to clarify. Great show guys. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. God. Yeah. I see. That's the thing. After I, after I found out that information, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be inclined to take acid. Mm. I think I would just have a bad trip. Uh, I think he was, seeking, he was seeking guidance. Different people have different, you know. That's that's acid true. Affects that's true. Acid definitely does you know, affect people. So. And you know, maybe that maybe that's what it was. Maybe yeah. it was just like I'm, you know, want to go on this spirit quest here and try to figure out like what fatherhood will be. Right. Do you think he took acid when the child was conceived? Um, I don't know. And is that how Jim Morrison was born? Yes, because when you're born in that situation, it gives you the power to write terrible poetry. <laughs> but when it's set to music, mm. you know, talented musicians, it's, it's not that less bad. Terrible. It's slightly not that less bad. terrible. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Speaking of slightly less terrible, uh, we have a call here from Nickaface. Oh, yes. Anyway. Yo, what's up, Sick and Wrong Nation? Sorry for that last call. I got a fucking $25 bullshit voice modifier for Amazon. Apparently, I can't even understand myself listening to it. Do you remember that last call? I do, yeah. It was like, we. it took us like probably 10 uh, minutes just to decipher it. Yeah. But was that a voice modulator? It just sounded to me like he was fucking calling us in the shower. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> Why know? would he have a voice modulator? Or he was like in the bathtub in a basement. Or something, you know, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it didn't. It to me, it just sounded like he was like fucked up and in the shower. Like, yeah. I, I mean, maybe it's a voice modulator from Amazon, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'll take his word for it. But yeah, no, fucking uh, calling you guys, trying to see what's up, see what's happening with the second wrong nation. Why was he using a voice modulator though? That, that's what I want to know. I don't, make maybe any he was sense. testing it out. I'm not sure. Okay, or trying right. to fool us or something. <sighs> I do kind of like this sick and wrong nation. Mm. Is that a, is that it's a probably thing? one of those ones that's like one of those spy ones? Remember, like when you were a kid and they had those like spy toys you can get, like a listening <sighs> device, and you know, record your voice and project it like in Home Alone or what? You know, one of those when stupid I, things. When I think of voice modulator, I kind of think of that. You know what they do when they uh, when they're on like a crime show and they're yeah. interviewing someone who's like blacked out yeah. like that. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Oh yeah, no. So here's the the fucking. It's kind of a shit story. Jeez. So I fucking I took like 45 minutes, got in the shower, hot bath, and I finally found those little whatever the fuck they are called holes. Uh, the inguinal canals he's referring to. Oh, he's muffing himself. Yeah, and I tried muffing myself, and 
come to find out, you can't do that uh, like you are uh, trying to fuck somebody else. Fingering, I guess, is a uh, pretty elegant process because I tried muffing myself and I went, I found it and I pushed and I pushed way too deep, way too hard. I shit myself a little bit all over the bathroom. So Didn't we do this one or am I having deja vu? No, I think in the call that was indecipherable. Oh, he mentioned he it. was talking okay. about it, but we couldn't. Okay. We just inferred it because we didn't actually know what what I actually see. happened. So now I think he's clarifying what happened in that call. Got it. Be careful. Take your muffing safely. I guess. Anyway, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Go to Adam and Eve and support these motherfuckers on Patreon, like I do. You broke fucking niglets. Peace out. Nigga face <laughs> is a patron. So I don't understand. Hey. What? Why would you shit yourself? Is it because maybe you simulate your prostate? If you simulate this your prostate, prostate, does it make you shit? Make, no. So then, what? 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 By by shoving your finger up the inguinal canal, it's kind of close to the rectum. You push something. Who knows? There's a lot of nerves in there. You, you don't know what you're doing. You know. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know how that yeah. would work because I've yeah. never actually done it. Right. Do you, Do you know anyone that's done it? I don't. Have you told a lot of people about it? I told a few people. I told a few people too. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't actually. Nick mm. Face so far is the only person I know that's actually try, attempted mm. to muff himself. I've been meaning to get around to it. You're still going to do it one of these days? Yeah. <laughs> uh, record the audio. That'd be nice. Okay. On the show. Um, but yeah, so uh, that that kind of sucks. You shit yourself in your bathroom. If you're in your bathtub, though, and you shit yourself, it's probably one of the, the, the fortuitous places to shit yourself. Yeah. Because if you're in your, bath, in your bed or something, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. You know, or anywhere else, pretty much, other than your bathtub. I don't know how you shit all over the bathroom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. was it like projectile, like yeah, yeah. explosive <laughs> diarrhea? Is that what was going on? I don't know what you've been eating, nigga yeah, face, lately, yeah. but uh, maybe you should check your diet. Yeah, that's not a good thing. You ever have like explosive diarrhea where it's just like, and then it's all, it's not only like, it's like just a pot, it's like heavy, and it sticks to the side of the thing. The side of the toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like really, sucks. yeah, oof. There's like some splat, yeah. It's like yeah, splashback, yeah. and it just kind of hits the side. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's tough. Yeah, I, I never know what to do in that situation. Did you just leave it? No, you fl- well, you flush and you keep flushing, and and t- what if it doesn't go away though? That's what I'm saying. It's like do you mentioned, do you like you got to clean the toilet? You clean it. Yeah, clean it. <sighs> what if it's in a public bathroom? No, I'm talking about at home. Oh, at home. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if that happened to you at a public bathroom, I don't give would a you? shit. You know, I was talking Literally. to my, I was, I was talking to my sister about this. Yeah. My sister, you know, obviously has a lot of experience sure. with diarrhea. Yeah. And she's had some uh, some some unfortunate incidents occur mm. where she's like rushing to the bathroom, <laughs> pulling her pants down, shitting, and some yeah. of it gets on the seat because she's not going to sit on the uh, toilet seat in a public, you know, public right. facility. Mm. She hovers. And so she gets on the seat. And then she says she feels bad. I'm like, who do you feel bad for? She's like, I don't know. The person that's going to go after me, mm. the janitorial There's staff. There's on the seat. Yeah, like on the seat. There'll be like some shit on the seat. I would, I would try to wipe a little bit off. <laughs> Why would you do that? 
you take a whole bunch of toilet paper and try it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I but might. now you're smearing it all over the seat. You're depends probably on, making it worse. Depends on the consistency of what we're talking about here. I'm sure Guadalupe yeah. is going to have to go yeah. in there and he's going to be like, what the fuck, dude? Well, I mean, you know, your sister's classy, you know, much <laughs> like uh, much like Lady Di, Aria. So, that's her I'm new, sorry, that's her I, new I, nickname, yeah. Lady Di Aria. Yeah, I had to do it. I had to do it. I just it blew my mind. I was just like, wow, why would you clean up a, a bar's bathroom? Like a bar, a toilet in a bar, and she's like, "Because it's gross." Mm. I, I guess maybe I don't know. Anyway, right. uh, good to hear from you, nigga face, and I'm glad you uh, clarified that because I really did need to uh, hear it, you know, um, and you know, compre- so I could comprehend that you actually did shit all mm-hmm. over the bathroom. Because before I was, you know, there's a question in my mind, like, "Hey, where did the shit actually go? Did the right. shit actually happen?" Now we know. There's shit all over the bathroom. Uh, people call the Sigalong Hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, we did get one email here. Uh, Excuse me. Jesus. <laughs> Animal. You know what? Actually, I'm going to skip the email. It's kind of run out of time. Okay. It's kind of long. People, best way to support the show is Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. We have been posting a lot of extra content, exclusive Patreon content. Uh, if you donate $5 and up, you don't have to donate that much. I mean, you could donate more if you wanted to. But you could also donate less if you want to. It's up to you. You know, we're not dictators here. We're not monsters. Yeah, we're not monsters. I'm not the, uh, who's the guy from the Philippines? What's his name? Duterte? Duterte? I don't know his name. The guy Trump was yeah. shaking hands with recently. Did you see that? I did, yeah. It was like the that weird picture where he the was like sang, shaking hands the like that. sang to him? Did he sing to him? He sang a song to him. Like, what was the song? It was like a ballad. I don't know. It was in fucking whatever that language is. <laughs> Ta- a Trump Ta- it ballad. In, it was in Tamagotchi or whatever the language is. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what he was singing. But it's like, you are the light of my life. Oh, there was there were subtitles. Like, you're the light of my life, and you're great, and whatever. Wait, he's saying, you light up my life? And try, or you're the light of my life. I don't remember. You know that, that song? I'm paraphrasing. You light up yeah. my life. It wasn't that song. To Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Trump's just like sitting there eating shrimp cocktails. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I love Trump always feels the most comfortable when he's hanging out with dictators of foreign nations who execute drug dealers. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, uh, he feels happy with that in that Trump's situation. Trump's a lot like Jab of the Hut. He is kind of, yeah. Ways, very, very, very yeah. similar. Uh, he's and, got better hair, I guess. Right, yeah. And like Sean Spicer is the guy with the weird tentacles. Uh, well, Salacious Crumb? No, oh, wait. Not the little guy. The, with, with, who answers the door, who's like, the Jabawonka? <laughs> you know that guy oh wait yeah the guy with the white the white yeah, guy the with the twi-lek. white tentacles the, the twilight that's what yeah, he is yeah. who's salacious hey, crumb whose then? name was bib fortuna i remember that fucking guy's name wow that's who i am so then it was the mooch like salacious crumb uh yeah <laughs> it's a wait so no, no salacious crumb is kellyanne conway okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so then wait <laughs> is sarah yeah. huckabee sanders that monster in the basement uh yeah, the Rancor monster. <laughs> the Rancor monster. Yeah, that's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> yeah, and uh and Boba Fett is Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, yeah. 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 
He's not exactly in the administration, yeah. but he advises, you yeah. know, bounty hunts for them. Yeah. And that ba- and uh, that band is Three Doors Down. Oh, yeah. okay. That that makes sense. I, I could see that. that right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so th- there you go, people. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Donate whatever you want. If you donate five bucks and up, then you get a- exclusive access to all the extra content. The Jabawonka? Um, yeah. <laughs> we also have an RSS feed. You can just copy it. As, you can copy it and you can put it in your favorite podcast player. And you get all that extra content on your uh, in the comfort of your own device. It's always nice. Um, we also have a Redbubble store for Sick and Wrong merch. com slash store for that. Uh, finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Uh, this came in from a guy in Australia, Brendan. He says, hey guys, been listening for a couple of months now and I love your work. Considering how you're always going on and on about us Aussies drinking Fosters, thought I'd clear something up. That beer is fucking shit and that's why I export it to you fuckers. Really? Had no idea. I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. No. Find that hard to believe. Skeptical. Uh, Anyway, attached a song by a great Aussie band called Machine Gun Fellatio. The song is Let Me Be Your Dirty Fucking Whore. It's not a song as such, but some dirty whore bag singing. Anyway, play it for a laugh. You better fucking play it. Keep it or keep up the sick work. Brendan in Sydney. Sydney, Australia. Right. I mean, it's almost like it's a cappella. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think you might dig this song. It's kind of, it kind of seems like a, a Harrison like theme song or something. Okay. Um, so we're gonna end the show here with Machine Gun Fellatios. Let me be your dirty fucking whore. Thank you, Brendan, for sending that in. People, will be back next week with episode uh, six eleven. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy a couple of days off. Yeah. People in England, you know, you don't really care about that holiday. I hope you burn in hell. <laughs> but uh, we will be back next week with episode 611. Until then, take it easy. My darling, the stars, they shine for you. My darling, the birds. <laughs> Twitter for you. My darling, my heart skips a beat. Whenever I think of you And under this moonlit sky I pray and dream that I will be the one Will be the one that you bend Over and bang good and hard from behind Have me on all fours howling at the sky Give your cock a good long suck Then you'll give me a good hard fuck Squeeze my tits all big and bouncy Then spunk all over my body I want to be your butt-hot greasy slut Greasy slut Begging for more For I can't get enough Can't get enough When I leave your tool You stop warning soggy I won't stop then. Oh, no, no, no. I'll become your little leg-humping doggy. Let me be your dirty fucking whore.